It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! This is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast, and it is presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL O-lineman, bunch of media gigs, bunch of podcasts, trying to avoid a real job like the plague check me out on social at ross tucker nfl check us out at ross tucker pod this is the show that's so nice we do it twice we break it up because we try to make them bite size shows the first one ends up being like 35 minutes usually second one about 25 second one is the late games on sunday the sunday nighter monday nighter most of you i'm assuming already listened or watched at youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL to episode one this week, which was the Thursday nighter and the early game slate. He's Joe Dolan. He's the star at FG underscore Dolan. He basically tells you what you need to know about the fantasy relevant players in each game each week. And we do it in about an hour. It's pretty impressive, actually. Go to his website if you want more information, fantasypoints.com, and use the code 22 feast. Let's start, Joe, with the Titans and the Texans. I bet you have a stat for me about the beast that is Damian Pierce, not Derrick Henry. Damian Pierce is a stud. Now, I don't want people to uh, to look at last week's box score um, about Damian Pierce and say, oh, my God, what's this Ogunbowale bullcrap? Dario Ogunbowale played eight snaps in that game. All eight were on the Texans' final drive. He got an opportunity on all eight of them. They were down 18 points. The Texans did not want to expose Damian Pierce in a game where they were clearly going to lose. So Dario Gumbawale got one carry and seven targets on eight snaps. He caught five balls, but all eight of them were on the final drive with the Texans' game out of reach. So I am completely discounting that. Um, uh, Damian Pierce has at least 16 touches in five straight games, Ross. He's averaging 94.2 rushing yards and 3.2 receptions over that span since week two, the week after he was like playing behind dusty old Rex Burkhead. He is the running back eight, which I'm, honestly, I'm surprised it's not even higher than that. Um, he has finished as a top 12 running back three times in the last five games. Um, he has finished as a top 24 running back four times in the last five games. And he's averaging three and a half yards after contact per fantasy points data, eighth best among all running backs. Damian Pierce is not just getting opportunity because they don't have anybody else. Damian Pierce is getting opportunity because Damian Pierce is freaking good at football. That's 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 the long and the short of it. Um, now the question here is: we're, we're this this podcast is on Thursday. We recorded on Wednesday. Is there a trade involving Brandon Cooks on the horizon? Might be a smart move for for Houston to p- pursue. Nico Collins has an injury. He's been kind of their downfield guy. They're not really going to have a whole lot of opportunities to throw the ball down the field. And Davis Mills is playing all right, by the way, besides that point. Um, But uh, just something to look at here. Damian Pierce is the offense right now for the Houston Texans, and he has earned the right to be that offense. Tennessee, (laughs) I think we know what they are. Uh, Mike Vrabel told you what they are. Mike Vrabel, after that game – against Indianapolis. Hey, this is what we got to play. We got to hand the ball to Derek, play defense, not make mistakes. A, number one, that's 
Mike Vrabel telling you, bet on the unders in Tennessee Titans games. Number two, it tells us all we know for fantasy, what we already know for fantasy. Derrick Henry is the entire Titans offense. Ryan Tannehill's in a walking boot. He's got an ankle injury. Questionable to even play this week. He said he's going to do everything he can to play. Whether it's Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, whether they bring Kerry Collins out of retirement, the job is to turn around, hand the ball to Derrick Henry. That's that's it. That's all. Uh, Porky Pig. That's all, folks. That That's it. Derrick Henry. Mike Frabel's a hell of a coach, by the way. He's like, he's... Like, I cannot believe this team. They're in a bad division. I get it. I cannot believe this team is 4-2 and two with their lack of talent. It's unbelievable. It really – they're going to win the division. Yeah, again. well, absolutely. I think – honestly, I think Jacksonville's the best contender, even though Jacksonville's fallen by the wayside. We'll get to Indy. Um, but I, I can't believe it. It's just every year I'm like, oh, this is the year the Titans are going to crap it up. Nope. The rest of the division just lets them have their throne. And now, Joe, you can see all the touchdowns that aren't scored in this game on one screen and catch every touchdown every Sunday thanks to NFL Red Zone, available on Sling Blue Plus Sports Extra. The cool thing about Sling, it's easy to use, easy to set up. You can try it for half off, half. Just visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. Watch every touchdown live every Sunday afternoon with NFL Red Zone on Sling. Limited time, which means not very long. Good holiday gift. Get Sling Blue and add on Sports Extra with NFL Red Zone for half off your first month. Regular price, 46 now only 23 Think about that. You get the best deal on Red Zone, so you can catch all the touchdowns at the lowest price with Sling TV. Visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We got Taylor Heineke and the Commanders at Sam Ellinger and the Colts. And I, I don't do a lot of analysis on this show, Joe. I'm going to do okay. some now. I would I consider streaming Sam Ellinger if you need a quarterback. Here's why. I believe desperate times call for desperate measures. I believe that's why they're going with Ellinger. I believe they're going to run him a lot because he can run. He's pretty fast. And he's a powerful kid, and they need to win the game, and they're going to run him because they don't care if he gets hurt. We don't want him to get hurt, but this is going to be like Justin Fields running. This is going to be – they don't have Ellinger in there to be a drop-back passer, in my opinion, Joe. I completely agree. So I I, I sent a text to our guy, Fran Duffy, um, and I said, what do you think of Ellinger coming out? And he said, my, my, he said, LOL, he did, did the little LOL, and he's like, my comp was Jalen Hurts. Now, I think Jalen Hurts, and, and this, is, this is the thing that you've got to look at. This is their comp coming out. When, when, when Sam Ellinger came out of Texas, Jalen Hurts was coming off of, what, four NFL starts, and there's and, – and, I mean, I think there are still questions about what Jalen Hurts is, but I think Jalen Hurts – is has been a better pro than people maybe anticipated from Jalen Hurts. But it's important to look at stylistically. You're right. 
He's a big kid. He can run. He's fast. He's not going to be somebody you want dropping back 50 times. And he's got, uh, Ross, the, 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 the uh, very analytical term for him is he's got that dog in him. He's a competitor. He's a competitive kid. And what I think this does, number one, is it helps Jonathan Taylor. Whenever there's a, a quarterback who's a threat in the run game, Matt Ryan might <laughs> Matt Ryan might be the worst runner in football. Like, and, and I mean, I'm counting like offensive linemen. Like, I, I would think linemen are better threats to run than Matt Ryan is. Okay, so that's going to help Jonathan Taylor. Number one, my analysis here is I think until I see Ellinger, I'm going to be neutral on Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce because what they might lose in target volume, I feel like they can make up for in, you know, more downfield passing, higher volume targets, you know, a little bit of the, the, the RPO stuff, the run action opens up big gaps over the middle, you know, and, and instead of catching two passes for 25 yards, they'll have an occasional one for 30. And then it, and it kind of evens out, maybe get some spots into the end zone. The guys I think this hurts are your Naeem Hines types, your Paris Campbell types, the guys who need target volume to actually produce for fantasy. But, you know, I when I was obviously shocked when this move was made, but just l- the way you discussed it, the way people have discussed this, it makes sense to me. They're trying to save their jobs. They're trying to make their offense harder to defend. They are trying to help the offensive line. And a quarterback who's going to get designed runs is going to do those things. And that's why they went to Ellinger instead of Foles, by the way. Commanders, hospital ball Heineke out there trying to get his receivers killed, and they love him anyway. Quotes after the game. Terry McLaurin essentially saying, like, I think he said, paraphrasing here, he plays the game like it's his last game. So yeah, he definitely does. Said, and, like, and you know, it, Terry McLaurin, on his first target of that game, Heineke threw into, like, triple coverage. You know, there's defenders all over – McLaren, he's getting popped and and he's still out there saying that about his quarterback after the game that tells me that's a guy who's got support in the locker room that tells me that's a guy that guys want to play for and it kind of raises the vibes of the commanders I don't think it makes them good but I think it just raises the vibes gives McLaren hope Curtis Samuel some hope we'll see about Jahan Dotson this week but there is one notable thing that we need to point out The reason I was out on Antonio Gibson this year was not just because of Brian Robinson. And Brian Robinson had 20 carries and two targets against the Packers. It was because of J.D. McKissick, who I thought would not relinquish his role as the passing down back. J.D. McKissick has one carry and two targets in that game. He didn't catch either of his two targets. Antonio Gibson, 10 carries, four targets. He has a receiving touchdown. Is it possible that Antonio Gibson is now the passing down back for the commanders. And if so, he's got fantasy value. And with the way he played in that game, looking pretty explosive on limited touches. And it's not like 14 opportunities is plenty. We can work with that for fantasy. He looked pretty explosive. I don't know if I'd go back to McKissick in that role. I think I'd still continue using Gibson there. And if he's out there on your waiver wires... I'd consider picking up Antonio Gibson. I think a lot of people dropped him after he was benched for Robinson. Robinson is going to be their early down back. They've said that. They've signaled that. They've signaled that since the offseason. But Antonio Gibson's usage in that game against the Packers was fascinating to me. And it's a role that, if it continues, is extremely fantasy relevant. 
The Niners and Christian McCaffrey, who got traded after we did the show last week, are at the Rams, Joe. Yeah, and the Niners, and then, of course, they got blown out. Um, Look, Debo Samuel, Kittle, Ayuk, McCaffrey, that's a really good offense for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo can post numbers, but he did not have a good game. Um, And when they're trailing Garoppolo, you pin your ears back against him, and he's going to make a mistake. Uh, McCaffrey got 10 touches on his 22 snaps. I would think he's going to be a full-time player. And by the way, he wasn't just used in the backfield, despite having like a day and a half to prepare for the game. He was used as a receiver in the slot. He was used out wide. The question is, how many snaps is he going to get? Because Jeff Wilson did not look like somebody who was going to give up his job all that easily. Uh, he looked pretty good. I think he's going to get, be somewhat involved. But Christian McCaffrey is an RB1. The problem here is it's kind of like Philly, except a worse version. Because Jimmy Garoppolo is not playing as well as Jalen Hurts. You've got Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, and you can even consider streaming Garoppolo. you got McCaffrey. These are guys, they can all blow up any given week. But because of the nature of the offense, the fact that there's only one ball to go around, the fact that San Francisco is one of the slower-paced teams in the league, there's somebody who's going to disappoint every week. Last week, that was Debo, who had five catches for 42 yards, while Kittle and Ayuk each put up more than 15 fantasy points. So that's just going to be the nature of San Francisco. But I do anticipate a lot more work for Christian McCaffrey. They traded a haul. For Christian McCaffrey, they are going to use him on 80% of snaps. That's going to happen. Rams, Joe? Um, This is a team that really, I hope, made some adjustments over the bye. Now, before week six, Ian Rappaport reported that he thinks Cam Akers might have played his last snap in a Rams uniform. But this week will not be the week for Kyron Williams to come back. Um, Sean McVay said maybe next week, but it doesn't look like he's going to be activated this week um, as he returns from the high ankle sprain. But you remember, this guy is a viable stat. If you missed out on, let's say, Gus Edwards on the waiver wire, you missed out on Chuba Hubbard or, or Deontay Foreman or whoever on the waiver, you missed out on Michael Carter on the waiver wire, go check if Kyron Williams is out there. Because before week one, Adam Schefter on NFL Live, the pregame, he was like, this guy's going to have a significant role. He wouldn't have said that if he didn't get a tip. Jordan Rodriguez of The Athletic, when he comes back, he's going to have an opportunity for significant touches. It is not going to be this week. But Kyron Williams, a guy Greg Cosell compared to James White, could have a passing down role going forward. Otherwise, for the Rams, you know what you got to do with Cooper Cup. Daryl Henderson's an RB2. I probably want to wait a week with Stafford. Maybe you don't have a choice. Another guy who's out there, if you need wide receiver help, Van Jefferson. His window to practice and play has been activated. It looks like he's going to play this week. So Van Jefferson, they have missed his verticality. I wonder if he gets snaps at the expense of Allen Robinson. Who would have thought, Joe, that the Seattle Seahawks would be leading the NFC West right now? They host the 6-1 and one Giants in the – shock of all shocks game this Sunday. And right now, I was always curious to see how much this these fans are loving the, the quote-unquote new Seahawks. They're kind of loving them. $86 is the cheapest ticket to watch Seahawks-Giants on Sunday on the Game Time app, which you guys know I'm a huge fan of. I just scroll through and go to a different city, 
and you can see exactly how much everything costs. It's not just sports, by the way. They got concerts. They got shows. Checkout takes less than 30 seconds. Even people searching for World Series tickets, they're cheaper on the GameTime app than I've seen them anywhere else. Download the GameTime app, create an account, redeem code FEAST for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's FEAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Download GameTime. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. G-Men, Seahawks, Joe. Yeah, so the, the, those G-Men are 6-1 and one and they're doing it now. They have three viable fantasy players. There was a point where I was telling you that they only have one, and that being Saquon Barkley. Well, Saquon Barkley, by the way, has not finished lower than running back 17 this year. Wandale Robinson was made a full-time player in Week 7. There was a point where he kind of limped off a little bit, something to monitor. But he was a full-time player in Week 7. He ran around on 81% of the Giants' dropbacks. That was second highest on the team, and he got eight targets. Daniel Jones has targeted Wandale Robinson on 31% of his routes through through two games. The only two wide receivers who have a higher rate, that's a small sample, but the only two who have a higher rate than that are Tyreek Hill and CeeDee Lamb. So Wandale Robinson, as a slot receiver, is playing big-time football right now, and this is a good matchup. Wandale Robinson is in the conversation as a weekly wide receiver three right now. And Danny Dimes, baby, running for over 100 yards. He's playing good football right now. He is absolutely a viable starting quarterback, and I love this matchup with Seattle this week. So Danny Dimes, a top-10 quarterback this week, man, and and – and he's doing it with injured receivers. He's doing it with Wandale Robinson and Saquon and his legs and, and Darius Slayton coming back to life. Brian Dable has completely changed the vibes. I don't think the Giants are 6-1 and one good. I don't even know if I think they're 4-3 and three good. But what is clear is Brian Dable has changed the culture here. They have some exciting young players who they're actually getting involved with. And Daniel Jones is playing with confidence. Good on the Giants. Love Danny Dimes this week. Who do you love for Seattle? <laughs> oh, I love Kenny Walker. Two and a half games, lead running back. 49 carries for 348 yards and five touchdowns, 7.1 yards per carry. This guy rules. He is going to win so many leagues this year. And they give and, and the greatest thing about him is they've given him the football. What Travis Homer's on IR, but Walker has done nothing to suggest they should go away from him when Travis Homer comes back and third down crap no Ken Walker this is his backfield the big question for Seattle this week is the health of their wide receivers Tyler Lockett was clearly playing hurt last week meanwhile DK Metcalf carted off with a patellar injury he avoided serious injury now Pete Carroll said he's going to practice this week Pete Carroll is always very positive about those injuries old positive Pete Um, I'm not sure how much I buy that but that's the question and that's what could hold Geno Smith back from being a viable top 12 quarterback this week in this matchup. The absence of DK Metcalf, that being said, if Metcalf is out, you DFS players, 
A lot of them are going to flock to Marquise Goodwin, who scored two touchdowns last week. A great, he's an Olympic-level athlete, somebody who you might consider streaming if you really need a wide receiver. Green Bay is playing in Buffalo. And Buffalo, as you know, Joe, is the home, or at least my home, for Labatt Blue Light. It's so good. The perfect tailgating beer. Football season is Labatt Blue Light season. No better way to watch your team on game day than with the pristine Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt Blue Light in your hand. Hopefully, all the Bills fans listening while they're pre-gaming for hours before the Sunday night game, that, that, that atmosphere is going to be amazing. Amazing. Packers might get throttled. Stock up and be the MVP of your tailgate and share a Labatt on game day with your crew. Always enjoy responsibling beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York, Joe. Packers, Aaron Rodgers wants to bench the guys making mental mistakes. Oh, yeah. A.K.A. I- it's not me. Buffalo, uh-huh. what do you got? He's- he should look in the mirror because um, I don't think he's playing particularly well. Now, a uh, couple of things to point out with the Packers. First and foremost, Buffalo. I mean, you play Diggs, you play Gabe Davis, you play Devin Singletary, you play Josh Allen. Um, Isaiah McKenzie hasn't looked great, so I'm wondering if there's going to be more snaps for Khalil Shakir. But a guy who maybe he's on your waiver wire, you've been struggling at tight end, maybe Kyle Pitts has freaking killed you. Um, what I would do, go see if Dawson Knox is out there. He caught the winning touchdown against Kansas City. He... He had some injuries before the bye. The bye week could probably help him. I'm interested in Dawson Knox in the second half. Now, let's get to, to Green Bay. Uh, Jordan Schultz of the, sco- uh, uh, of the score reporting, the Packers, quote, have been actively calling around the league to trade for a wide receiver, and they want somebody on a rookie deal. There's two names who stand out to me, Jerry Judy and Elijah Moore. I don't think the Jets are trading Elijah Moore. We'll see about Jerry Judy, but the Packers want help for Aaron Rodgers. And it comes, obviously, you alluded to it, Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, Quote, guys are making too many mistakes, shouldn't be playing. Got to start cutting some reps. Maybe guys who aren't playing, maybe give them a chance. Jordan Love, come on down. (laughs) Um, Because Aaron's making some mistakes too. But what that certainly sounds like is a Romeo Dobbs quote. Um, He didn't catch any of his four targets. He had a bad drop in the loss to the commanders. Um, I'm not really sure what to do with this receiving core. Um, besides Alan Lazard. Maybe they'll make a trade before this weekend, um, but this is a passing game that is out of sorts, and they quiet benched A.J. Dillon last week because Aaron Jones is their best receiver right now. Two receiving touchdowns for Aaron Jones. A.J. Dillon right now is a handcuff. He is not a usable fantasy asset. They had to get more touches for Aaron Jones. It didn't result in a win, but Jones was clearly their best offensive player against the Commanders last week. What about... The Buffalo Bills coming off the bye. I, I think Buffalo is just an absolute juggernaut. And the one guy who I'm really interested in coming off the bye um, is Dawson Knox. Um, pick him up. Scored the game-winning touchdown against Kansas City. Um, he had some injuries before the bye. He's now healthier. So it becomes, to me, um, Diggs and Davis are clear weeks weekly starters. The Devin Singletary can blow up any given week, although his his floor is lower than the kind of running back who you typically would want, but he's got a high ceiling, and I think Dawson Knox is on the streaming conversation for tight ends. Monday night football, Bengals, Browns, Joe. So sometimes John Hansen, you know John well, will make a comparison that will make me roll my eyes, okay? I'm like, John, what are you seeing here, all right? And 
he was on with Cosell on our live stream at the website at Fantasy Points, uh, which you should check out. It's called Matchup Points. It's every Thursday afternoon. And he said, you know, I don't think he meant stylistically. He's like, Burrow's got some Josh Allen in him. And, and I'm like, I'm sitting there like, what are you talking about, John? Like, like Josh Allen's the single biggest physical freak to ever play the quarterback position. And then I look at the numbers. And if you try to get the physical comparison out of your mind, Joe Burrow is the Bengals' entire offense right now. Now, not to say he's not getting help from Chase and Higgins, much in the same way Josh Allen is, is getting help from, from Diggs and Davis. But, like, Joe Burrow, they have handed the keys of the offense to this man. And it's made the team better. Their, their pass rate over expectation is the is number one. They are throwing the ball on more situations when teams are expected to run than any team in the NFL, which which this says to me, there are four receivers you can consider from Cincinnati every week. You can consider Jamar Chase, who's obviously in your lineup. T. Higgins is obviously in your lineup. But Tyler Boyd has had some big games. He's worthy of consideration. Hayden Hurst is has been more productive than a lot of tight ends who were drafted ahead of him. And Joe Mixon, even though he's struggling on the ground right now, um, that run game has still not gotten going. He can contribute in the passing game and get touchdown opportunities. The keys to the offense have been handed to Joe Burrow. He is basically being used like Josh Allen to, uh, uh, in terms of being the trigger man on almost every play. Oh, and by the way, he's run in a touchdown in three consecutive games. So he's not a statue out there either. Joe Burrow, league winner. And they need to keep playing this way. What about the Browns, Joe? Um, first and foremost, I want to see what happens with Kareem Hunt. But there is maybe a potential trade. Uh, Amari Cooper plays much better at home than on the road has throughout his career. This game's at home. I don't understand why. But Amari Cooper is a good play this week. The one guy you might consider picking up as a tight end streamer, Harrison Bryant. David Njoku is not going to play in this game. He's got a high ankle sprain. They're on bye next week. So I would anticipate at the earliest they he plays in week 10. He has been a top three fantasy tight end. Maybe Harrison Bryant sucks up some of that role. They are going to run the ball with Nick Chubb. Um, Atlanta was not equipped to attack Cincinnati's run defense. But Cincinnati's big nose tackle, DJ Reader. He is not going to play in this game. Zach Taylor already said uh, Zach Taylor already said it. The backup nose tackle missed last week. They could get Logan Wilson, their star linebacker back, which would help Cincinnati. But this is shaping up to be, as it always is, a big game for Nick Chubb. If Nick Chubb can't get going, the Browns are going to get blown out in this game. That's the voice of Joe Dolan. He's the voice of fantasy wisdom. I'm Ross Tucker at Ross Tucker NFL. He's at FG underscore Dolan. Please go to Fantasy Points, use the code 22FEAST. Use the code, not the cold. And you can always check out all the other shows, youtube.com slash NFL, rostucker.com. Greg Cosell joins us today on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You're going to want to listen to what he has to say. Other than that, I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.